0: What's going on, everyone, and welcome back to Nerdwide Podcast. This is episode 39. I'm your host, Tyler Hanks, with my favorite co host, uh, Mr. Chris Rivers. And listen, I got to say right now, with the Madden 22 background back there on the PlayStation, looks really good. Oh, I'm man. just going to go yeah, ahead let's and slide it up a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris, how's your week been, man?
1: Uh, pretty good. You know, last week I had to work a little overtime, and this right. week we got out of it. So uh, I had a full weekend.
0: Oh, good! I'm glad you enjoyed that uh, weekend then.
1: I enjoyed as well the shows and film that we had to watch.
0: Oh, good! I'm excited about those too.
1: So, uh and I gamed a little bit with Madden since it's just come out.
0: That's always fun. I know because I don't have a lot of time throughout the week to play video games because my schedule the way it is. I you know get off work and I've got a couple hours and I go to sleep for you know wake up early for the gym and everything. And mm-hmm. so this weekend, actually, all day Saturday, I gamed just from, I think it was, whenever I got home from the gym, maybe 10 o'clock on, just gamed the whole time. So we'll talk about what I played here in a minute. And then watched the mm-hmm. film, gamed a little bit more, and then gamed some on Sunday. And then caught up on, like, The Bachelor in Paradise and some fun stuff. you
1: have better self-control than I do, because if I sat there all day at a computer... Where I could just reach over and grab a controller.
0: Yeah, it's, I would. It's hard, especially yeah, when you I'd, I'd, all your new people are playing these new games like War for Wakanda. Like the little uh, mm-hmm. the party with uh, Greg Miller and everything was on Monday, and they were talking about it. And then Tuesday happened, and it dropped. And I even mentioned to one of my buddies on Twitter. I said it's real hard today, just looking over and seeing my PlayStation, because you know here's my work set up. And then my PlayStation Xbox right. right here. So it's it's very hard. I am not going to lie to you. So, yeah, but you know, it is what it is. Quick housekeeping, everybody. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube or podcasting services of your choice. If you enjoy the show, make sure you leave a thumbs up on YouTube or give us a good rating on your podcasting apps. If you don't enjoy what you see or hear, leave us a comment. Let us know what we're doing wrong and what we can improve on um if you don't we don't know how to improve it so that's just how that works if you want to go the extra mile you can always go to patreon.com slash nerd wine to drop a couple bucks monthly there if you feel so inclined to do so
1: or or we're gonna start an OnlyFans, and you can
0: <laughs> did you see all the, the you... stuff with it this week
1: oh i did yeah hmm. But I, I thought that'd be a good way for us to earn money, too.
0: Yeah. Well, you know. You never know what could happen in the future. <laughs> Chris, what you been watching on TV this week? Anything fun?
1: Mainly what we had to watch. I did not get a chance to check out two things I really wanted to, which were the Val Kilmer documentary mm-hmm. and the Paul McCartney-Rick Rubin documentary. I need to put... um, so I missed out on... On uh, on watching those, um, so I it was really just what we planned to watch for the show.
0: I know week. I'm trying to think. I don't think I watched anything else out the normal. I've been oh we're caught up on um, Brooklyn Nine Nine, like we're even caught up with the episode that's been aired, um, and we started Bachelor in Paradise, which is a a very um, adult show, if you will, very. Uh, I don't know what the word. There, there's a word for it. I just don't want to say it on the podcast, but it is what it is. Mm. Um, <laughs> mm. And Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I'm in season eight now. They're about to start. They're filming season 15. So I'm almost caught up. I mean, they're very short seasons. It's a very different show. Just trying to yeah. watch some of that. And then, well,
1: the seasons are about as tall as Danny DeVito.
0: Yeah. so He is funny. I mean I, I love yeah, everybody on the cast. Um, yeah. I mean, and, and then our normal stuff. I'm trying to, I watched a little bit of preseason football with the Steelers and Eagles. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. watched a little bit of the Titans this week as well. Trying to I know this week's going to be very gaming heavy. Um, there's three conferences I'll be paying it, well, I guess you conferences I'll be paying attention to this week. So right. that's going to take a lot of my TV watching time or Peripheral watching time while I'm sitting here working. But
1: did uh did you ever have to? This is a somewhat off topic. Did you ever have to read the story in school? The most dangerous game.
0: I don't think so.
1: It it's the basis. You might remember the Stone Cold Steve Austin film, The Condemned, that came out a few years back. Um, no, no. <laughs> so the, the 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 basis of the story is there's a hunter who's tired of hunting yeah, yeah, animals humans, right? who who yeah he hunts humans and he has these people brought in and uh i think the the premise even in the book is if you can survive you get to live i think and I read leave. that
0: Then that sounds like something i read
1: um every time no offense, but every time I hear people talk about like the Bachelor and the Bachelorette, <laughs> I keep hoping that they'll they'll do that with the contestants at some point. It's just like okay, that that's like the the new reality show.
0: Yeah, it's wouldn't that be fun? What a world we live in to get be. back to them. It'd be like the. Hunger I
1: Games. don't understand. I, I don't understand the point of some of those shows though, because they go all the way to the end, and some of them don't even make a decision.
0: Mm-mm. I know the, the well, Bachelorette. We finally watched the season finale for it, and your your normal decision was made, and the couple is still together now. Um, you know, however many months since the filming actually ended, and then we've been you know the Bachelor in Paradise though is, is mainly a, a hookup show. Like some people do find love and get married and stuff, but it's all about the drama. It's just trash. Isn't it bad
1: though? It, it it isn't it bad though that. When someone on the Bachelor or Bachelorette, like when one of those couples makes it until the finale has actually aired, everybody's like, "Oh wow! Look! Look that! Look how long they they've made
0: it so far." Right. It's, <laughs> it's trust me, I love trashy reality TV.
1: It's not a high bar.
0: <laughs> it's fun, man. You you just have to get in that mindset of it. There was a TikTok that my wife and I shared around our friends, of you know day one of your husband watching your TV shows or something like that. And he's like, oh, man, this is so stupid. I just don't get it. And it says uh, day 30 of it, watching it. And he's like all into it. He's got a wine glass talking about it. And I said, this, I have never felt so seen in my life. <laughs> it's just fun. Let's Listen, Chris, let's get into what everyone's here for, and that is our yeah. three shows we watched this week. Of course, we're going to start off with Superman and Lois, uh, The Last Sons of Krypton, the, se- the season finale, and then we'll go into What If T'Challa Became a Star-Lord, and then our last one, Titans Episode 4, Fire. But first, full spoilers on, spoilers tag is up. If you did not watch Superman and Lois or any of these shows, this is the time to skip around until um, you get into the news section and the movie review as well. So Superman and Lois, The Last Sons of Krypton directed by Tom Cavanaugh. Chris, what did you think of the season finale? Did it live up to the hype that you were thinking it was going to?
1: Uh, this episode and the last episode were the two best episodes since, certainly since they went to the first break. Right. Um the whole second half of the season before these two episodes was just I don't know. I, I, I don't really have a word for it. And this episode, I felt delivered. Yeah. You know, it came through with a lot of things. It left us with a, a nice cliffhanger. Right. Um, is it Natasha or Natalie? Uh,
0: I think it's both. But he calls her, oh, uh, I know he calls her Nat. Uh, yeah. Because Steele, so she is a superhero in the Superman and Lois universe. Yeah um mm-hmm. Lois.
1: but anyway while you while you ver- uh, verify it that scene at the end when she realizes who she's looking at and she's like mom oh it's it's gonna set up some problems yeah, because yeah because she's she's gonna be she's probably just gotten adjusted. From having seen her mom killed. Mm-hmm. And now here she is. Reunited with her dad. And there stands someone. Who looks just like her mom. With a
0: whole family. A whole different family. A
1: whole different family. Nonetheless Superman. And Lois. Lois is getting thrown for a, a spin. Because. As we found out. Episodes ago. She was going to name. The daughter that she miscarried. Mm-hmm. Natalie. So she kind of sees this as her lost daughter. Right. This is going to be crazy for season 2 at launch.
0: So as far as the the finale goes, it wasn't well the um the cliffhanger. I was expecting a little bit more of a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. um this one didn't really do it for me until I started researching a little bit and finding out that his daughter is actually a um a superhero is a superhero steal I don't know if I don't know why I never made that connection because uh, she's an injustice and it just wasn't big enough for me and leaves me a lot of questions because the multiverse is done how was she still alive and how mm-hmm. did she get here Um when John Henry Irons comes over, they you know it's kind of plausible to me. He was somehow got transported during the crisis, but I don't understand how she makes it. Maybe they'll explain that, but it just kind of puts a big hole in the multiverse crisis right. the whole setup for that. Uh, now, as far as the finale goes, I really enjoyed it. I thought you were going to get what you were predicting of um, Kyle dying, but turns out came just, close. Yeah, he came real close to that. Um, the Smallville citizens, the citizens are a bunch of idiots. But then again, we see what's going on in yeah. our world today. And it's very, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, I what think about got...
1: the glare? What about the glare from Lana to the mayor?
0: Oh, that was, oh, I loved it. That's going to play into more of season two. They, they said a lot of things in yeah. season two. Um, yeah. especially like with the relationship with Jonathan and that one, uh, his love interest, Jordan and Sarah. And mm-hmm. I really thought that we were going to co- get a confrontation of, cause she looked at, they made a point to make sure she, we knew that she was looking at Superman and Lois when they were in the tent with talking to the general and she was asking about Jordan. Mm-hmm. Like they made sure to make, you know, make it known to us that she was looking at them. So I really thought we were going to get a, why didn't you, you know, your your dad is Superman. Why didn't you tell me that kind of scenario? It would make sense. I, I really thought we were going to get that.
1: That scene, I think it's the very last time we see them when they, they hug. Mm-hmm. The way that the camera, it started with her. The camera kind of lingered on her. And I thought we were going to see, like, the smile disappear and her with this very serious look and like she's up to something. Mm-hmm. But then it went to him. It goes to Jordan's face. And I kept waiting for his eyes to yep. open and, and for, for him to thing. still be glowing red. Yep. Cause I was like, it's not over. Right. Something's going to happen. And they didn't do it. Yeah. They left it with the feel good moment.
0: I really thought we were going to get Jordan's uh, Jonathan's powers this season. This episode never happened, so we still have that to look forward to in season two. Um, and so Jordan technically learned can fly now because when he, I don't know if it's real, if it's just lingering effect from uh, Zeta Row in his body, but. When he had Jordan up, or Jonathan up, and they were they kind of glided down. So I don't know if he can fly or if that's just a residual thing from uh, Zeta,
1: or could it be a, like a his he's stressed and so he did it without thinking. Yeah, you know his body just did what it needed to.
0: Yeah, I mean there's there's a lot that uh, left for interpretation. This episode, uh, mm-hmm. the general retiring, I thought was. I'm curious to see how that goes. Uh, John Henry Irons obviously is staying in Smallville. His daughter is confirmed for a regular in season two. So I want to see how that that whole family dynamic works in with this season. Uh, I'm excited for the next the, the, season. So
1: The Kent's own half of the Gazette.
0: Yeah, which I can't stand that Chrissy character. I'm just going to be honest. I just cannot stand her. And I don't think she brings anything to the show, but, you know, whatever. And then the whole <laughs> the whole town attacking the general, which is exactly what would happen in America today, just kind of cranked mm-hmm. me up. They said, you know, did you really even capture? What are you here to keep us safe from? And then Morgan Edge pops up. And I was like, yeah, that, you know, that's what you get. Yeah. The, the fight scenes were really good. I don't feel like there was a lot of Superman this episode, though. Um, no. No. It was a lot more. He of was in the stuff. suit. Yeah. But yeah. not a whole lot of Superman. But it is what it is. I didn't, I thought John Henry Irons was going to die this episode. Um. Uh, I didn't think he was going to get caught. I thought that was going to be his whole his whole arc. But I guess we've still got more to do with him, obviously, with his daughter being here. And On
1: him joining the DOD.
0: And joining, yeah, the DOD. I, did he confirm that he took that job? I know he was offered it.
1: I, I think he did. I think he did, because, uh, yeah, because the general says something about retiring, and I thought his response to that was kind of jokingly like, uh, you know, nothing to do with me, or something like that. Did he not? Did I imagine that?
0: Am I going crazy? (laughs) Uh, I know they had that conversation, but I don't, it was... not that important. To me, I, I wonder
1: if, I wonder if because of the tech he has and his experience in this, if he'll, if they'll just put him over that same, yeah. that same unit.
0: Know, it's, I'm excited. It's, I'm just ready for it to actually get here now. But you know, now we have to wait. Yeah. Hopefully, we can get past this, little bit in the pandemic, and we won't have to take any breaks from Superman and Lois next right. season because that really killed everything. The the actually enjoyed the arc of the the Lana Lang family. actually enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Still don't understand how Lana doesn't under, realize that Clark is Superman. I will never – as many times as she's seen Clark, as many times she's seen Superman at this point, I don't really get it. She's, you know, she's I'm her best well, friend still, and I'm like, okay, come on.
1: The voice, right? Yeah. Because it doesn't change.
0: No. Just put two and two you together. Know. Yeah. Or, or maybe she has, and she's just in denial. Who knows?
1: Or she's just not saying anything out of yeah. Him. He'll he'll tell me when he's ready.
0: Right, be one of those scenarios. I thought that had been a good season or a good point to let that whole family know that he was Superman, just from yeah. everything they've been through. But who mm-hmm. knows? So, Superman and Lois: Last Sons of Krypton, directed by Tom Cavanaugh, By the way. Harrison Very Ellis. good job. Yeah. He always does great. I'm glad he did this. All right, Chris. Let's talk about my mm-hmm. favorite episode so far of What If? All two of them All there. two of them. Yeah. This one I really enjoyed. The ending bit got me when they did the little uh uh-huh. This is cuz this was Chadwick Boseman's last MCU role. Uh, yeah. Or project really. And it hurt. Hearing his voice and everything, I just loved it. And then hearing the Wakanda sounds, oh, just absolutely loved it. This was a very fun episode to me to actually see, um, you know, what if uh, Yondu picked up T'Challa instead of, what's his name? Peter. Yeah, Peter. And I thought they did a really well done job with this. We had everyone from Guardians pretty much in it. We had Drax, which of course was not played by uh, Dave Batista. He made that very vocally known. We talked about that last week. It, it um, sounded similar. Yeah, it sounded similar, but wasn't him. was never asked. I mean, we had, but everybody was back though, besides that. I feel like we always have one person who is not who it really is every episode. Mm. Um, I'm trying to see, I'm looking at the cast now was that? Oh, they don't have him, uh they don't have the character of uh. Peter Quill. They don't have him listed as a cast at all. So, at the very end of the episode we saw That's Peter odd. Quill. Yeah, so who knows.
1: I would I would assume so because that was really Kurt Russell. Mhm. voicing Ego. Ego. So if, if you're going to go to the expense to bring Kurt Russell in, you're going to bring Chris Pratt right. in.
0: So, but I, I enjoyed this one. It was fun. It was a nice little um, variation. And I thought this was like a good what-if story. A lot of people mm-hmm. really enjoyed uh, what if Peggy became Captain America. I, I really enjoyed this one. This one was more my speed. Now next week I'm very con- I'm very curious to see what they do with it because it's supposed to be what if Loki stayed on Earth. Which you know, right. when is that really? Uh, but this one was fun. Had all had Josh Brolin. Thanos was a part of the Guardians. I thought that was really cool. Uh, the, Black the collector really was the still. big bad. Yeah, the collector being a main bad. I thought that was fun. I thought was, I just really enjoyed this one. It was very fun.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it 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 was and the. The voice talent, Benicio Del Toro, came mm-hmm. back as the collector. Um, they're doing really, really well with this show. And the animation is probably oh, my favorite
0: it's part. absolutely beautiful.
1: I love the animation. Um, yeah, this one kind of tugs at your heartstrings with uh, Chadwick Boseman mm-hmm. being gone now. Um yeah, you know, it it was an interesting story. It was action packed. Um Howard the Duck makes an appearance. Yep, Seth Green. Which is which is fantastic. <laughs> uh Cosmo the Cosmic but, Duck uh, as well. Yeah. I you know this episode I did we grade Peggy Carter? Mm-mm. Or no? We I really think agreed. I think we just kinda of talked about it. For me, Peggy Carter probably came in at, at like a solid b plus yeah uh this one was probably more like a minus to a Mm -hmm. i did like this one more um and i think it was mainly because it went so many different directions um
0: i didn't want the story to end any of them
1: no they could have stretched this out to an hour Mm -hmm. um the the first one and we we brought this up when we talked about it with the Peggy Carter episode it was basically captain america the first avenger with the role reversal mm-hmm. um there there were some things that changed like red skull being killed um things like that but this just felt like its own thing right. its own what if and of course, Michael Rooker was back as John and and that's always it's always fun when he's involved. Just the vocal mm-hmm. inflections and how he how he performs is is really fun. So, yeah, this, I think this will be my favorite of the first three.
0: Right, I think that's that's the, where I'm leaning to. Cause the Loki episode,
1: Loki. right. <laughs> And we just got a live a live series Loki, so we probably could have stood to have waited mm-hmm. two or three more weeks on a Loki episode, but it's already yeah. fresh. This was yeah.
0: I think I Good liked. One. I know for sure I loved uh, T'Challa's Star Lord outfit a whole lot, like mm-hmm. that black and gold, and just very sleek. And the way he was famous and everything, like the Guardians, they're not famous. And everyone knows Star-Lord, everyone wants to be a part of his team. And uh, I thought it was very cool because, you know, Thanos wasn't the big bad. I mean, he's with the team and how they played on it. No one's really caring about the Infinity Stones because that's how it starts off with the trial taking an Infinity Stone and no one really even cares about them. and he's more—he's more of a Robin Hood character than anything, right? And that was yeah.
1: Cool. And the way that they kept—it was like a running gag for Thanos throughout the episode, where it was like, oh, "My no. plan still was would have worked. <laughs> it was like, still no, a good plan." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what was the character's name? He was supposed to kill Star Lord. But he's a big fanboy of Star Lords, so he he can't do it. Yeah. yeah, and he keeps calling Thanos Captain Genocide.
0: he was getting very upset about it. I mean, Josh Brolin was back. I mean, everyone was everyone was their character besides Drax. And yeah, I just thought that was so much fun. I just yeah. that, I completely forgot about the running gag because that lasted the whole movie. Even when got, even when they got back to Wakanda, when a okay is like mm-hmm. okay is like. Uh, no, no no that's genocide and he goes but it's completely random genocide i was <laughs> I'm just, I'm just laughing it just so good like the just the whole marvel uh setup and you know how they always do with their humor and with seriousness and it's just uh-huh. fun.
1: well and and even nebula's reaction right because she overhears him talking it might have been that at that point and he's talking about it and she's like oh
0: Right, she's rolling her eyes, because he's always talking about it. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that that was his plan. (laughs) Because
0: it would have been completely random. It's not genocide. (laughs) Oh, man, I'm good. So next week is Loki and uh, the What If Loki Stayed on Earth. Very curious about that one. So we'll see how that comes about. And then our last show, of course, is DC's Titans. Um, this one is titled Blackfire. She is finally in the show. Uh, this week, to me, I enjoyed it. I felt like it was a little bit of the the lull in the series, besides the maybe last 10, 15 minutes, especially the, right. the Red Hood and Nightwing fight. It was so well choreographed and really well done. And then having the helicopter... Spotting them through the forest and seeing that from a bird's eye view. Um, now we've got Doctor Crane, mm-hmm. Scarecrow loose again, of course, because you know why not. And yeah, I'm really excited to see what comes of that. Don is in France, you know, morning, pulling the trigger. Um, Superboy having the issues dealing with it, and Beast Boy essentially being his character because he's always wanted to be friends with people and be there for people. And getting burnt right. by two of them, you know, Superboy and um, Starfire in this episode, especially with Superboy. Yes, on.
1: and just... Starfire keeps kicking his butt. <laughs> yeah. just...
0: Finding him with the trunk was so funny. I was like, oh, well, maybe nothing happened. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, he, he's in the trunk. With a black eye. With a black eye. And um, find out that the government is assigning one person to guard certain, you know, uh, Extraterrestrial species that are a threat to the world, mm-hmm. just in random bunkers and fields. Uh, Black fire being released, I feel like is going to be our problem because we do know she's the big bad this season, along with Red Hood. So I'm curious to see how you think she comes about.
1: Do you think we get a team up there?
0: I see. I see it happening for a little bit until we realize that uh, she can't be trusted, and. She's just gonna yeah. be killing people left and right, I feel like. Yeah. So we'll see what happens though. what did you think of the episode?
1: Um uh, I liked it. Like you, it it kinda it dragged early on a little bit. It was like the fallout of um Hawk's death and then Still hurts, by the way. Also also just laying the groundwork. For what they're setting up next, mm-hmm. like we got, we're through the Red Hood stuff as far as the initial impact he's going to make, and now they've got to set up Black uh, Blackfire and uh, and also bring Red Hood back into the picture mm-hmm. to deal with to deal with him over the course of the season. So it it did have a little bit of a lull. Um, I thought. I had seen in the in a preview or something that we were gonna see Raven again.
0: Not this episode.
1: <laughs> but it didn't happen. Yeah. So I can't help but think that the way that they're going to defeat Red Hood and Blackfire this year is going to involve Raven and Donna.
0: Yeah. I can't wait for both of them to come back though.
1: It's it it it's gotta happen, right? I mean, if you, you will know have the Titans fully reunited. Right yeah.
0: Is, so they're making sure we're not forgetting mm-hmm. about her.
1: Yep. So. It's like, remember this character. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, I'm curious, though, what we're going to see from Superboy as this goes on. Because he's still not right.
0: Mm-mm. Battling with the Hulk. Lex Luthor yeah. part of himself is what he's doing.
1: Yeah. And so you wonder if he'll be that almost like a linchpin where he's going to drift away from the Titans mm. and he'll be one of those that comes back by the end of the year. Because he, he's just, he can't handle it. No. He views it as that part of himself failed because that's what Lex Luthor does ultimately, right? Is he fails. Right. And uh, yeah. I mean, but, boy's it's a really good performance.
0: I'm, right. I'm excited, because I can see that happening with Superboy, because I wonder if we'll get a, you know, we've already seen Batman, I wonder if we'll get a Superman, and him training Superboy. Like, mm. uh, kind of how we've got with Raven, right, and Donna, like, both of them are off on an island, and they're kind of, they're there, but not there, you know what I mean? I wonder if we'll get that next right. season, where it's Superboy's doing that with Superman. And he's trying to control his powers and you know be better, but who knows?
1: I'm just curious. I really that. wish, I really wish that they would loop this into the Arrowverse.
0: God, don't wouldn't that be nice? And have Tyler Hecklin in the show. Uh huh. But then again, you know, with Supergirl, well, not Supergirl, Supergirl Lois, we had a whole uh, Kryptonian invasion. You know, two episodes now, and Supergirl's not even once oh, mentioned. So, e-
1: even if, even if they didn't use Tyler Hecklin, right? If you had Melissa Benoist show up, right, as Supergirl, to say, "Look, I struggled with this same stuff. You're not going to be able to save everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, you just have to do the best job you can do and be satisfied with that." Right. And I
0: don't know. I just come
1: on, Greg Berlanti, make it happen.
0: There's so much in this show that is. They can do. I mean, with, with Titans, there's so many story arcs you can do. I mean, you've got so many characters thrown into one. And, and nonetheless, with, you know, wrapping back to Nightwing and Red Hood, Red Hood has not won a fight yet between uh, right. between those duos. And what cracks me up is every episode now, they bring up the Deathstroke and the, the role that it had with uh, Robin and the team and everything uh-huh. like that, and how all the PTSD and all that's struggling from that, because they brought it up with uh, Dr. Crane talking about it. So, yeah. I mean, we still have the, I, the daughter of Deathstroke that hasn't been in the show this whole season yet either.
1: Yeah. I did love the, the scene in the cabin between Crane and uh, and Dick, mm-hmm. where um he's telling him the story about when Bruce turned him loose in the woods. Yeah. And you know, told him, you know, you have to face your fear, and he comes back before the night's up, and the wolves that he was afraid of, he chopped one of their heads yeah. off and he throws it <laughs> on the table. <laughs> the quote was He's so good like, on this that thing. Like, yeah.
0: He said, "Oh, well, I've already, yeah. you know, I've already proven myself." He said, "I was just proving He's, that the wolf should have been afraid of me." It's <laughs> like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. buddy, take it easy. <laughs> yeah. Doctor Crane did the same thing too. <laughs>
1: I think that's when Crane knew, like, time for joking around and the humor. Yeah, that was up.
0: This guy really means business. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he already knew who he was, like, his his, he was Nightwing and Robin before, because uh, Jason Todd has told him everything. I thought that was very interesting how they're playing all that in. But so that's fun. It's gonna. I'm excited for this series, and I mean, I very much have been. We both have been, so I'm curious to see where mm-hmm. it goes, and I, I can't wait to see where it goes. Honestly. Um, yeah,
1: and I'm I'm also curious, real quick, if if we'll finally get another crossover um, between Titans and Doom Patrol, because Doom Patrol kicks off on the 23rd of September, I think.
0: Yeah, cause that's and tough,
1: man, Titans Titans should still be airing, so I wonder if they filmed anything.
0: good crossovers, I love them. Uh, real quick, I've taken the spoilers tag off for everything, so I watched Star Girl as well this week uh, with Green Lantern. Very well mm-hmm. done, how they did it. Uh, the the visual effects were great. No John Diggle or mentioned no John yet, so we'll see what happens. Uh, but we've got a new member of the team, and the I'm telling you, the special effects they did for this season in this episode were really well done, and they have to be for our Green Lantern character. So, um, I'm telling you, people are sleeping on this show, and they need to watch it. So, it's, it's a good one. All right, we've got two news stories this week in TV. Nothing too crazy, uh, but this first one actually kind of cracked me up. Owen Wilson admits he doesn't know a ton about the MCU. I'm going to uprox.com for this one by Mike Redman. Owen Wilson admits his superhero knowledge mostly involves some very on-point thoughts on Aquaman. So if that just going ahead oh. and uh, let's throw it up there. So he had an interview with Esquire this week, and of course they talked about Loki. He says, "I don't know a ton about. Talk about the MCU. I don't don't know a ton about it, but I know. Actually, yeah, I probably don't know that much about it. I kind of know about Iron Man. I've seen Aquaman. He's swimming in jeans. No one can swim in jeans. That was my argument with the kids about Aquaman." Huh. All right,
1: all right, Owen.
0: <laughs> We're going to need you to, to catch up. At least your your kids need to sit down and make you watch all these movies so you know what you're a part yeah. of. But I just thought that was absolutely hilarious when that quote came out. I said that sounds like an Owen Wilson quote, mm-hmm. <laughs> but the fact that he was he's in the MCU and don't know the whole lore of it, but to bring in Aquaman into it, okay. All right, buddy. And speaking but, of MCU... But is that... Go ahead.
1: Is that Owen Wilson kind of playing up a gimmick, right? That's true. Like... It could be. Maybe he... Yeah.
0: He's. Well, I mean, he's got kids and they've been... Because you know, he's been joking with his kids about it. You can't... Oh, wow. You can't swim in, in pants. Just... Just... Wow. That's crazy. Um. So... And speaking of MCU... Sorry, that was real bad. <laughs> Apparently, the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer leaked. Uh, not Far From Home, mm-hmm. No Way Home leaked yesterday, Sunday, and overnight on like a very four hundred and twenty p pixelated camera phone. Somehow, some way, uh, so be looking to see that within the next day or two, the actual HD version of it. So, and Kevin Feige he is already that. putting in an internal investigation to find out who leaked it. I guarantee.
1: Well, it, it could have been Tom Holland.
0: <laughs> so, Tom Holland actually it, took it, to Instagram and put on his story, you haven't seen anything yet. Is all it says. Black picture, you haven't seen anything yet. So.
1: The, and and the thing is, though, this is the sort of thing that I don't know, was it a leak?
0: Because
1: mm. what better attention can you get for a trailer drop than, oh, this leaked? You guys aren't supposed to be seeing this yet. Don't go to the internet and watch this. This isn't the way we want you to see it.
0: Well, there's a, there's a, I think it's called CinemaCon that's supposed to happen today, where mm-hmm. Marvel is at, and Kevin Feige and Tom Holland and everything is at. So it was supposed to be, they always do it this way. I don't know why for Spider-Man movies, but they show it to an audience beforehand, and then it's supposed to be like a week or two later, it comes out to the, to the public. So everyone's thinking right. that someone they were getting ready for it today, and someone recorded it, and now it's just going to have to become available to the world. Which I've always hated that. Oh, you know, I got shown to you know X amount of people. I've always hated that. Just show the world. And no one. We don't need that. We you've already proven that this show is in this movie is a beloved franchise. Right. So.
1: But. I I I, st- I still kind of look at it like the The supposed leak is going to have a lot more people talking mm-hmm. than would have been had just that room full of people seen it.
0: Bad press is good press, and us.
1: and and no one leaked it, so maybe it's a planned leak. Yeah,
0: it um, could be. I wouldn't put it past it. Um. So, oh, did you see the uh, internal trainers? E- Eternal trailer, the most recent one.
1: Uh maybe.
0: Because it's the. I wasn't very big on the Eternals, but this most recent trailer, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm in. I'm in for this, so.
1: I must not have seen it the then, because yeah. I'm still not very big on the Eternals.
0: Oh, yeah, you, you need to watch this trailer then. News story number two, we've got Pedro Pascal is making $600,000 per episode of The Last of Us. We're going to spot.com by Eddie Makich. Hollywood News site Variety Pedro, I need a, a new report out that breaks down the salaries for some of the highest profile TV roles, and included on the list are two names that have a connection to gaming. The report reveals how much money Pedro Pascal is making to play Joel at HBO's The Last of Us and the fee that Henry Cavill is apparently getting for Netflix and The Witcher. Uh, we'll put both of these together. According to the report, which is based on estimates provided by sources to the website, Pascal is being paid $600,000 per episode to appear in The Last of Us. There are 10 episodes in all, so he stands to make $6 million in total from this. Now, that's a pre-tax and before paying agent fees and other costs uh, he might incur, but still a big baseline payday.
1: Pedro, you were the best part of Wonder Woman 1984. Look, man, I could use a little bit of a loan. Make that check payable. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just how are you going to make it payable, too? I'll take it. <laughs> uh, as for Cavill... The report says he's making $400,000 per episode of The Witcher. The first season had what? eight episodes, and the second will have eight as well. Assuming Cavill mm-hmm. is paid 400000 per episode in both seasons, he'll be making $6.4 million. Total.
1: Yeah, but he's got to do two seasons to do what Pedro's doing yeah. in one.
0: Yeah. So far, Cavill needs a new agent. <laughs> yeah. Well, it depends on how big uh, the last of us. Well, and two different services as well. So one's on Warner Brothers money and one's on Netflix money.
1: I'm I'm gonna call him Hank. Hank, contact Tyler and I. We can get you a better yeah. deal. We'll, we'll make that,
0: We'll get you some good money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, releases this week, Tuesday, August twenty fourth. The Supergirl starts back again for its final season, uh, from their break. Wednesday, August 25th, American Horror Story double feature premieres on Fox. Yeah. Uh, the same day, Wednesday, August 25th, Archer premieres on Fox as well. Uh, now, wait,
1: season. are these are these Fox or are these for FX? FX. Uh,
0: okay. FX for American I didn't Horror know if they Story, moved. Archers FXX. So. Okay. And then Friday, August 27th, Jason Momoa C, Season 2, premieres on Apple TV.
1: Oh, you're waiting on me because it's movie time.
0: Yep, it's movie Have you
1: time. watched anything other than our main movie?
0: No, I, I really want, like you. No? I want to watch that Val Kilmer movie or documentary. Um, I've got it. I yeah. had to make a list on my phone of things I've said I want to watch that I'm actually going to that you know I need to watch, and I had to put it on there during this episode.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be one of those things that's, uh... I think it's going to be interesting, but I also think it's going to be hard to watch at times. Yeah. Yeah. You know. All right. So this week, we watched Netflix's Extraction starring Chris Hemsworth. Um, so, basic plot rundown here is Hemsworth, former military, he, uh, Specializes in going in and getting people out of situations when no one else seemingly can. Mm-hmm. That's a nice um, we're in, we're in India, and there is a kidnapped boy. And uh, his father employs a man who is supposed to basically be the the bodyguard of the boy, mm-hmm. right? He's, but he goofed. You know the the kid snuck out, um, and he, he puts him in charge of of getting some help to get the kid back. The guy tells his wife, the um, and uh, what what what's the name of the character?
0: Sanju or
1: the uh, Sanju? Mm-hmm. The yeah, the guy that. So Sanju tells his wife, it's like. He doesn't have the money yeah. to pay anybody
0: to do this,
1: which makes you wonder what this guy's working for because well, he's
0: working in fear now.
1: <laughs> but uh, so his plan is to get this extraction team in there with the promise of money and then double cross them and get the kid back. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really succeed. No. Uh, Hemsworth goes in, he gets the kid, everything's going smooth. But the the payment never comes in. He realizes his team's getting picked off. And the rest of the film is Hemsworth and the kid trying to survive until we get to the end of the movie.
0: Yeah. I'm I've got the spoilers This um, movie's been out for okay. uh a year now, I think. Yeah. Close to. So it it's oh, yeah, the yeah. Okay. Yeah, it came out 2020.
1: So basically, they get to it... they beat the crap out of each other first of all. This poor guy's got a broken nose. Sanju's got a broken nose. It's going like six different directions. He straightens it out and blood just falls out of his mm-hmm. nose. It's brutal, fun scene it. to watch. <laughs> but they end up realizing Hemsworth basically just Drops a bag of weapons in front of the guy and is like, "I just want the kid to be safe." Yeah, you know, uh, I'm not trying to kidnap him. I'm not holding him for the money. I I just want him to be safe. And so then they start trying to work to to get the kid to safety, and um, it does happen, but
0: That's a lot of sacrifice.
1: A lot, a lot of sacrifice. Sanju's dead. Uh, Hemsworth character dies, or does he?
0: I'll have something to talk about here in a minute when we get there.
1: Um, But what's left of Hemsworth's team, his team flies in on a helicopter, and they get the kid off this bridge where the final scene takes place. Um, You see the kid later on. He's at a swimming pool somewhere. I wondered if they just took him back to America. No, it's the same school. It's the same school he was at. Same school? So he's... Well, that seems safe. Yeah, that's, um,
0: that's big problem with that movie.
1: So uh, they, but they rescued him. He's jumping off a diving board. He jumps into the water, and replicates what Hemsworth does early in the movie. Early in the movie, Hemsworth jumps off a cliff. Very he wakes high. up from being from being drunk. Yeah, the, the, this one guy's talking like, "Oh, it's thirty meters down." <laughs> Hemsworth just walks (laughs) off the side of the cliff and just, (laughs) it didn't even look like he jumped. It looked like he just kind of walked off and went (sighs) straight down. He goes right to the bottom and kind of sits with his legs crossed. And it's almost as if he's contemplating just taking that deep breath Mm -hmm. and killing himself. Because he's thinking about his child that he lost. Who we found out later was a young son who died of leukemia. Yep. Um, But the kid replicates this in the pool, which is weird because he never sees Hemsworth. He yeah, never knew
0: anything about it. So. Yeah.
1: That so, was crazy.
0: To me, I enjoyed this film. I like these action-packed, uh, kind of like war movies. I thought this was a nice twist on taking it not into like Afghanistan or anything. We're actually in India and Bangladesh and seeing the country that way. I hate when filmmakers and directors and stuff use that sepia tone to portray somewhere yeah. else. I'm like, it's it does not look like that over there. I don't know why people think, like, especially like from Mexico, everyone always does it. And I'm like... It does not look like that there. I don't know what I don't know why people I don't know what the Russo brothers were, were trying to portray, but I um, yeah. thought it was funny that Chris Hensworth didn't have to put on an accent for this movie, just got to talk normal and act normal. And I thought the action scenes were so much fun. There were a lot of things that you didn't expect. They were really well choreographed. The the one scene, I don't know if you noticed it where they used one shot the whole like two or three scenes was so, so well done. And mm-hmm. I w- we were sitting there watching it, and I was like, that is so good and really good, and like just really well done. Like, I yeah. wonder how many times they actually shot that, because the way that they had to just do a one-shot, I love it when people do that with no cuts. Um, now, as far as the ending goes, I had to Google it, because we had uh, one of our couple friends over here watching it with us, and we are all like, was that Chris Hemsworth at the end? And I was like, yes, it is. And they were like, no, it doesn't really look like him. So I Googled it, of course. And I go to Collider.com, and this is by uh, Adam Chitwood, he, where he interviewed uh, Sam Hargrave, the director. And quote, he said, because he was asking about what happened. He says, mm-hmm. what you see in the movie is a compromise, because a lot of us who were in the original camp didn't want him to survive. A lot in the new camp wanted him to live. We tested it with the audience, and it was literally down for the pe- down the middle for the people who wanted him to live versus die. So we're like, hey, we'll give you the best of both worlds. We're gonna have this ambiguous ending where you can choose your own adventure. So, yes and no, he's alive, but there's an extraction too coming out. You know, are we following Chris Hemsworth still, or are we gonna follow someone different?
1: Maybe it's what's left of his team, and and they reach out to someone that he was.
0: A unit with. Did you expect uh, David Harbor to be in this movie?
1: No, and that's I'm sitting there either. going, All right, look, <laughs> we've got <laughs> we've got Thor versus uh oh, what what the hell was his name?
0: Captain Russia or whatever he was. The, uh Captain the, oh, the red... oh the Red Um The Red Guardian. There we
1: go. The red guardian. Thor versus the red guardian. It was just and it wasn't even Hemsworth that actually does him in, it's the kid.
0: Mm-mm. But to protect himself, he was smart. And then the kid having yeah. to deal with that grief. Don't know how he goes right back to school after seeing his best friend die. Countless other people get killed. Uh his caretaker and then his new caretaker. I mean, he he watched a lot of people die. That kid is seriously messed up.
1: We we do find out though the the person that had him kidnapped you have that great scene in the bathroom at the yeah, end. Yeah, she just walks. Where she uh, so... she's in this nice dress, <laughs> and at first he has this look on his face like, "This woman's just followed me into the bathroom. I'm about to get lucky." And then he sees the gun and
0: just blows the brains out and walks away. Yeah, I, don't know. I, I enjoyed mm. this movie. I give it a, I give it four stars, which is about B plus for me. Um, I'm excited for the second one. So. Whenever that comes
1: out. Yeah. I came in about three stars. I I wish that they had given us a little bit more at the beginning. Mm. And I know that was probably by design. But uh, they, they jumped right into the story. And I think what they were banking on was, hey, everybody loves Chris Hemsworth. Right. They're not going to want to see anything bad happen to him. We can just get right to it. And uh, th- the feeling that we were already emotionally invested. But I wasn't.
0: Right. I
1: was like, I don't know where this is going. <laughs> and then as you see what he's struggling with, you become emotionally invested. But I felt like they could have done a little bit better of a lead-in mm-hmm. to that part of the just story. just being um, guns
0: boys don't care if they live or die. So.
1: Yeah. And... We didn't have enough info at that point. Yeah. And we really didn't... Did we ever get any answer on his his spouse?
0: No, he just said that she left and he didn't know where she's at. Yeah. But, I mean, the, the yeah. death of a child will do that. And I thought they like, portrayed that. They kind of assumed the audience knew that. Like, the death of a child splits families apart. Right, But, again, they could have probably done that a little bit better they could
1: have done yeah so yeah all right well uh next week underground six Mm -hmm. this is tyler's pick underground six for netflix um before we get to the news and this is first tyler's gonna hear this um i want to pitch an idea here live as we record is that even a thing live as we record Um, we're trying to come up with our October slate,
0: right?
1: Okay. So Tyler's nervous. Um, I was going to put a list of films together and send that your way. Okay. And then, um, we can pick however many for people to choose from and put it out there on Twitter.
0: Do you want to do September and October for these movies? Start with, you know, Underground 6 for next week, but starting with the week after?
1: If you want to do it that way. And
0: have like a, uh, a two-month run of Halloween stuff. Because Halloween's my favorite Halloween We could. So I could watch Halloween movies all the time.
1: We could, yeah. Do you want to, because some of these episodes are going to be light, um, do you want to do two films a week?
0: We'll have to, we could, we'll just have to see what these weeks look like. I know next week should be big for gaming, uh, but we'll be doing Underground 6 anyways. We'll have to play with it, though. Off air okay. Off-air with everything.
1: So, there you go, folks. We just had a live discussion.
0: <laughs> I know my but, wife says she wants to pick some of the movies for Halloween. That's okay. It. That's it. Oh, okay. So,
1: so, I'll I'll send you a list, okay. and then... You you all work on a list on your end, and maybe we'll do like a um, a Twitter tournament of sorts. Right.
0: Does decide. I don't know. Halloween. We'll we'll
1: votes. figure something out. That's We're gonna point. leave it up to people Turn to vote on. Oh yeah, we have to. What about Candyman?
0: Yeah, that comes out this week. It does doesn't it? look too terry- terribly terrifying, does it? October fifteenth.
1: Uh, I don't know it's it's hard to tell with reimaginings or remakes
0: Mm
1: -hmm. you know Uh, the original Candyman back when I was a tyke spooked us a little bit (laughs) Tony Todd's great in that kind of role though too so yeah we'll see all right on to the news First up, I got my fancy new phone here and things are loading like they should. <laughs> First from from BD over at comicbook.com.
0: This is a big story. Dominic, that broke.
1: Yeah. Dominic Thorne's Riri Williams to debut in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Forever. Black Panther Wakanda Forever has added Dominique Thorne to its cast, the actress will be playing Ironheart in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Thorne had previously been announced as the MCU's Riri Williams for the hero's self-titled Ironheart series coming to Disney+. Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige has confirmed to ComicBook.com that Thorne will make her MCU debut as Ironheart ahead of the release of her self-titled series. His, his statement is, We're shooting Black Panther Wakanda Forever right now. And the character of Riri, Riri Williams, you will meet in Black Panther 2 first. Feige like said in an interview surrounding the release of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. She started shooting, I think, this week before her Ironheart series.
0: I'm so excited. Hmm. She's going to be fun. Hmm. So... I wonder if it's this brings questions. Instead of it being Stark technology, I wonder if she works with the Wakandans.
1: Wakandan, it could be. And yeah, that's how she. Yeah.
0: Some I don't know how she gets into this. So we'll. I'm very curious because there's several ways they could. So I'm curious to see what mm-hmm. they do with it. But I'm excited, and when that news broke, like Twitter went crazy for it. So we'll see.
1: Yeah. All righty, and. Only two news items today. This one comes from MovieWeb.com, and Jeremy Dick. Black Canary movie is happening at HBO Max with Journey's Smoll- is it mm-hmm. Correct. Sorry, I got Tyler mid mid drink. <laughs> A Black Canary movie is in the works after debuting in the role alongside Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn and Birds of Prey. Journey Smollett will reportedly return as Dinah Lance, aka Black Canary, in her own spin off movie for HBO Max. Lovecraft country creator Misha Green is also on board to write the screenplay, with Sue, with Sue Kroll of Birds of Prey producing under her Kroll and Company Entertainment banner. The project is in early development with no release date announced.
0: It's exciting. So another, so yeah. they're, they're continuing on with some of their characters, but a Black Canary story doesn't really get me hyped up though, so.
1: No, I I would kind of honestly like to see them do something on HBO Max as a series mm-hmm. with that character, as opposed to a film. Right. I
0: don't yeah, The film's not really going to get me excited, so we'll see.
1: No. Um, releases this week, we alluded to a while ago, in the cinema, Candyman, August 27th. Can the Candyman. Don't say man. it, don't say it three times.
0: Well see, ours was, when I was a kid, was that yours when you were a kid, was Candyman in the Mirror? Because when I was a kid, it was Bloody Mary.
1: Bloody Mary, Bell Witch, and you know, then after the film came out, Candyman. And we don't, we don't mess with Bill and, Lynch around here. Okay. And, and, then of, and then, of course, there was everyone's favorite, don't say it three times, Beetlejuice.
0: Beetlejuice, of course. I, get, I will say that one three times. I'm not worried about that one, you know.
1: Oh. <laughs> you just want to hang out with Michael Keaton.
0: Right. I'm, that's He's also one of those ones that has, knows nothing about the DCEU and the MCU as well. So, just letting you know.
1: He's Michael Keaton. He can know what he knows and...
0: All right, guys, our last section of the podcast is video games. Chris, I want to hear all about it. Madden 22, let her rip. Get the blood pressure flowing. I want to hear it.
1: <laughs> all right. Um. So the game is, I've had another week of it. I've played some franchise. Um. Gameplay is pretty good. Player movement. On the field is good. Uh, the new franchise features are amazing. You know, we we don't even have scouting yet. That's gonna that's supposed to come in next month. The updated scouting, but um, the staff points you can assign to offensive and defensive coordinators and your uh your player personnel person. How you earn those? The fact that you have to choose between half pads or full pads in practice. Um,
0: you literally that, do just about everything, like you're a real manager of the team
1: yeah all and all of these things affect your player fatigue, hmm. so obviously as guys get more fatigued, they become more injury prone um there's a lot of positives with this game. There are some things though that are still frustrating, so um players drop balls in the n f l right it it happens but whether I'm in Ultimate Team or in Franchise, guys that aren't known for dropping passes oh. are dropping passes. Um, you 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 can aggressive catch with say a Devonte Adams. He'll go up, he'll get both hands on the ball, and then he'll get touched by a defender, and he it's almost as if he slings the ball. <laughs> He's like, oh. And that ball goes sailing, and it's just – it's the way they they have it tuned, yeah. right, for it to play. They want it to be a challenge, and that's fine. But that's a receiver that if he gets his hands on the ball, he's coming down with it, you know. Uh, so things like that are going to happen that are frustrating. Um, An ultimate team right now, computer defenses are driving people nuts because – they're just D Bs will fly across the field seemingly to knock a pass down. It's extremely tough to get the ball in there on some of these guys. But like I said, the pluses outweigh the few minuses. So um I'm loving the game so far. If I didn't have to go to work tonight <laughs> <laughs> I I'd be right back playing it. Uh, they just had their first Legends drop in Ultimate Team. If you're a Titans fan, Bruce Matthews is in the game again mm-hmm. this year, so uh, you can get him for your offensive line. Um, but, yeah, it's just – last year's game, I would have told people, if you're not going to play Ultimate Team, so you don't need to be on a schedule for playing – wait for the game to either hit game pass if you have xbox or wait for it to become cheaper if you have the ps4 right this year's game get it yeah just just get the game because even if you play two or 3 days a month throughout the football season it's worth it especially playing franchise with all those new features right it's amazing
0: wow. I just, that's what I was looking at, see if it was on Game Pass yet. It looks like it is on PC, but not on Xbox, which is weird to me. But I'll, mm-hmm. I will be playing it. I know our buddy Grant has been playing it. And he got a Xbox Series S yeah. for that reason.
1: So the bad thing about the PC version, and, and this is strange, it's the old-gen version. PC did not get...
0: Huh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that makes they did no sense not
1: whatsoever. get the they did not get the new version of the game.
0: I want that's such a weird decision. I don't I mean that was the whole reason Grant got it cuz the the old the old gen version just doesn't do well. Like there's nothing really new. Mm-hmm. And he says yeah. it's absolutely phenomenal on the Series S. So and that's not even the strongest it, the strongest.
1: And and when they drop the scouting next month, it's supposed to be You'll hire a national scout. You'll hire regional scouts. So it's it's not just hit the button three times and see what the what the uh, prospect is like. What their top three traits are. The scouts are going to do in-depth scouting throughout the season. They'll move up and down your your draft board based on what you told uh, told your scouts to look for. So it's. It's gotten really, really in-depth.
0: That's pretty cool. See, that will be yeah. – I'll probably play it once – because it will come to Game Pass eventually. So I'll, I will play it. I just, I've just i got so much – like, I've been playing a lot of my backlog. And with more games mm-hmm. and more – like, Destiny 2's new season starts on Tuesday. I mean, mm-hmm. that's going to take up all of my time again. So. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm, I've been done with the past Destiny season for – Three weeks now, and that's where I've been trying to do is clear my backlog. Like I played AC Valhalla, completed it, Mm -hmm. thousand gamer score on it, or a platinum if you if you're a PlayStation fan. Took me forever, but I've done. I just got
1: a new download this morning.
0: I've uh, bought the DLC, both uh, DLCs, so I'll be playing it uh, hopefully when I can, just because I I love Assassin's Creed and want more of it. Yeah. So and then I played the Avengers War for Wakanda. Uh, a lot of fun. If you've been waiting to get back into it, this is the time to get back into it because it feels like a completely new game with everything they've done. They've redone the UI, um, and it's I'm maybe maybe forty percent done with the DLC, the Conda storyline, and it's good. Mm. It's it's fun so far, and it's going to be setting up a lot oh. more of the future. So, but I I highly Advice for both of those, but like I said, this coming up week, we'll be playing the new Destiny expansion, or the new Destiny season, and that's going to mm-hmm. take literally all of my time because I get addicted way too. It's, it's one of my, it's my favorite video game, so I'm gonna be way too busy. Uh, but speaking of with Destiny, the only news story I've got this week is Gamescom is this week. It's a big uh, one of the big conferences in the fall slash into summer. Going to game uh, Eurogamer for this one with Matthew Reynolds. Uh, as with E3 2021, Gamescom once again opts for an all-digital showing this year. Alongside some week-long programming from event uh, organizers themselves, including a headline stream hosted by Jeff Keighley of the Game Awards fame and the an Indie focused Showcase, you can expect a dedicated show from Xbox and another future game show later this week. So your times are here. This starts off with Destiny 2 Showcase, starts off Tuesday, August 24th at East Coast time, uh, 12 p.m. here. Xbox Gamescom stream is the same day. It's at 1 o'clock hour time um, and or East Coast time. Gamescom opening night live is Wednesday. as at 1.30. And then there's an indie showcase on Thursday and a future game show on Thursday as well. So will we see Bungie and, and Xbox come together for something considering they're both doing something on the same day? I think it's a coincidence, but you know, put on your um, your conspiracy hat, In foil hat. I, I can see Microsoft buying Bungie, like they've been doing other studios. I really can, but really, with Bungie being doing so well by themselves right now, I don't think they will. So we will see. Bungie used to be a part of the Microsoft family. Uh, but they separated with Activision. Of course, all the scandalous stuff going on with Activision and their employees, Mm. you know, they're staying far away from them. Um, But Bungie's been doing really well on their own, so everyone's like, no, they wouldn't do that because they're, you know, doing so well. But then again, who knows? I'm just putting my conspiracy hat on. But I expect a lot of news to come out of this week. And again, of course, nothing from Sony. Nothing. Sony has not planned anything, has not said anything for months now, so... We have no idea what's going on with them.
1: Yeah, they all they have is the state of plays that they do, so
0: which where's our state of play? We usually get one after E three so they can show off what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Here we are two months later. Still nothing. Yeah. So I don't know, that we're due for one, but it won't be this week. And then notable new releases for this one is Psychonauts two comes out on PC. Xbox Series and the Xbox and Xbox Game Pass. I will be playing it as well. Because I played the original back in the day on PS2. I will be playing this one uh, on Game Pass as well. Don't know when. I don't know if it will be this week. I'm hoping it is. But we'll see. Of course, with Destiny dropping its new season. Who knows? Right. But guys, that going to be busy. Yeah, I'm, I'm always busy. I feel like with all these games and everything. Uh, guys, that is it for episode 38, almost like 28, of the NerdWide podcast. Thank you all for listening and or watching. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to share it on all your favorite social media platforms, and don't forget to rate and review it on your favorite podcasting apps and services. Uh, you can follow the NerdWide account on Twitter at Nerd underscore Wide. You can follow me at Ty underscore Haynes and Chris at MavTN7. You can also follow the NerdWide account at NerdWide.com on Facebook. But, guys, that has been this week's episode of the NerdWide Podcast. Don't forget to wash your hands, get vaccinated, and stay safe. We will see you next week.
1: Later, guys.